Hey, Internets, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is sponsored by Bevel, the superior shaving system designed specifically for people with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Go to GetBevel.com, punch in that promo code COMBAT, that's me, C-O-M-B-A-T. Why is Combat sounding like an old school radio disc jockey? I don't know why. I'm just talking. I'm saying got that Henny in me from that holiday party, feeling good. And best thing about the holiday party, man, was taking those pictures and skin was looking fresh, glowing. You know what I'm saying? Like a nigga was looking brand new. And I credit all of that to Bevel. You want to look brand new on your holiday parties, New Year's coming up. Not New Year's, New Year. Get that New Year gift for your skin. Save for your family, man, from all that embarrassment, for all that shit you be carrying on your neck during the holiday. Niggas don't want to be around you. It's just obligated to be around your fucking mumpy-ass chin. Nigga, get rid of that shit. Go to getbevel.com. Punch in the promo code COMBAT. C-O-M-B-A-T. 20% off your purchases. Fucks with the winners, man. I told y'all for the past C I've been putting in, man. And save your skin. Get bevel. Shave like a king. And now back to the show. Internets, you tune into the Combat Jack Show. The CombatJackShow.com. What's up, A-King? What's going on? Salute, sir. Ho, ho, ho. Are you feeling festive during Yo, this holiday voice, season? My voice is gone. Salute to you. Salute to everybody who came out. Oh, yes, yep. internet. Listen, everybody that came out to the holiday party Ooh. this year, man. you guys are so special, man. We had a great time. And, and I say this on social media. I say this on the show. You really don't understand how much I appreciate each and every one of you. If, if sure. it wasn't for you guys, if you didn't fuck with us, what the fuck would we be doing right now? So I really want to thank each and every one of you guys, women, guys. Like the, if you made it last, you know, at the last party, thank you. If you didn't make it, if you were here in spirit, thank you for you to continuously support <laughs> the podcast and everything we do. Thank you, thank you, I thank you. I just thought about what you be doing, nigga. I'm sitting there with a, I mean, you're the old school hip hop nigga. You're sitting there with a woo wear sweater on. I even no, this wear, is this April Walker. Walker. This April Walker, this yeah, April Walker, Walker wear. Yes, like pre pre everything. That's like pre war. No, that's new. That's new. This, this is brand new. new. Oh, she making new shit. This is yeah. brand new. Yeah. New shit. That's this her is, logo this from Walker wear. This from is some Walker. shit that April Walker made for me for this oh, holiday I he was party. Being real old, but no, no, no. I don't have no old shit in the closet. Yo, listen, you fucked up my you fucked up my intro, my dude. No, but I'm just saying. But the W, I just seen him walk away. I was thinking about like baggy, like I don't have no woo wear shit. He man. said woo wear. No, he didn't. I, I said woo wear, but I meant walk away. I <laughs> no, knew what no, it was. no, no shots shot, to woo. No shot, no I don't shot. want none of them niggas punching me in the eye. What? They don't, <laughs> you know, yeah. Shout out to Papa Nothing, Woo man, and everybody. None of them niggas think that those baggy jeans they used to make are hot this week. Or new, nor do I think Fat Farm is worth a penny. You yeah. know what I mean? We know. It's, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. Let's, let's slow down for a second, Russell. But, but, I'm just, but I was saying, what, hold on, I was hold on, hold on. wearing a tight suit with a tight neck as a lawyer. That's what I was Damn. thinking when you said that. Right, okay. You and do? now you're not. So I'm, that's not, all I'm, I'm saying. I'm, I'm happy so far for from you. that. Listen, internets. <laughs> you know what it is? You've seen it. All, you, you've seen the, how we advertise this. We got Russell Simmons in the build of Russell. Welcome again to the Combat Jack Show. It's a great pleasure to be Salute. here. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see you, too. First and foremost, man, uh, congratulations on uh, All Deaf Digital. Thank you. Uh, you guys uh, just had a momentous occasion. I was out in L.A. to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, now, now, what did we celebrate? We had a million subscribers, and we now represent 15 million. But the, the million was special because most companies don't reach that milestone for years. Right. And we reached it really quickly, and it's growing real quick, and it's beginning of something real special. Now, so. for, 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 the, for the internets that are out here that haven't yet acclimated to to what all deaf digital, digital we do a lot of comedy we have all deaf poetry which is separate because we don't like to integrate them 
So every day we put a poem up. But every day we put up sketches, comedy, and all these young, talented people who are building these big buzzes, and along with uh, comedians who have a buzz, you know, uh, and directors and writers. And I get to say yes every day. And Hollywood is funny because, like, I'm developing 13 movies, at least, maybe more now, and they're all in development and expensive writers are running around and this actor's not available in this time and this writer can't redo his script and it takes a long time. I have seven shows in development at HBO. There's a couple green lights, but that's, that's, and that's amazing. Getting a green light takes years. Right. But in digital, every day I tell somebody young, a young writer, director, producer, shoot it. I say shoot it every day, a couple times a day most days. So for me, that's, you know, that keeps me alive. You know, and all Deaf Digital is next generation of really talented young people who, who, uh, who are building, building their careers through this new medium. So all Deaf Digital is that. And I don't know where it's going. I mean, it could be like an urban vice because we're going to do mm. a lot of politics. Right. And it could also be that there's a paywall behind it and we build out a, an urban kind of, I shouldn't say Netflix because it wouldn't be, but we do a lot of original programming that's premium. Via subscription. Yeah, we might do that, you know. But we, 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 it's growing very quickly. We'll see what it turns into. Yeah. Let me tell you, man, I was so impressed by your facilities, man. That shit was crazy. 20,000 20, square feet, right? Yeah, more. Yeah, Amazing. Merch. Three merch. sound stages. But you know what it is? It's it's um, what I'm impressed with, honestly, when I go in the office and I see, like, actors who are successful who just sit there all day waiting to do new fun sketches, stuff they can't do on their shows, in their current roles in Hollywood. You know, Hollywood is still a very segregated place. Uber segregated. It's like, it's nutty to me how there's not a nigga in charge of nothing. Hmm. Nothing. In 2015? Nothing. Nothing. They can't. And, and then black people accept their role, like I'm the black agent. They accept it. Right. And they're the, they're the black agent, but they're from Beverly Hills. Hmm. You know, yeah, but you would, you may have a cousin, but you don't really understand what it is that's coming out of the street that's happening in the hood that could happen in the rest of America. Right. So your job is to bring alternative, cool, fun culture that changes the world, too. And you're sitting in Beverly Hills your whole life. so With no clue what's going with on. With no clue. And and there's a white kid who was in the Jutang clan who knows more. But that's another story. But I'm just saying examples that just because you're black don't mean you represent black clients. And... Hmm. <clears throat> They, like, for instance, you're a comedian, and you get off the plane and you go to the comedy store. They see, I see you on Terrible Tuesday, nigga, or I'll see you on More Better Monday, or I'll see you on Chocolate Sunday, or I'll see you on Wild Wednesday. That's nigga night. And then at nigga night, the problem with nigga night, they're competing for the same diamonds, and they kind of like, their jokes are different, but they're not as alternative to the rest of the world as they would be if they were in a more integrated environment, then they would blow. So it's inclusionary. That, that, that type of environment and that type of... It's exclusive Rick, to Rick. the point where there's no agents. First of all, since no niggas in charge, there's no niggas at nigga night mm. who can do nothing. So you're just playing. And they build this big black buzz and a big following, but they never get to really cross over into the mainstream. Um, when Def Comedy Jam, after Martin and Jamie and Cedric and Bernie and Chris Tucker and Dave Chappelle and Steve Harvey and... Te you know, I just go on, I can go on, there's so many of them niggas. Right? After that, nobody got a break. Mm. Kevin Hart made himself. He was on Def Comedy. He made himself. J.B. Smooth got the part that other 40-year-old niggas wanted. Every black person, so, 40. You think Michael Collier would? I'm not saying that J.B. is not brilliant. I'm saying that Michael Collier would have been a great 
Right. You moved him in too. You could have moved in Capone or Earthquake. You could have moved in a lot of forty. Moved in a whole block of brothers. There's a whole lot of forty-year-old black men who would have been great on Kirby Enthusiasm, but he got that role. And the point is, integration is key for us to grow. I mean, economic integration is what everybody wants. So you can't do it without social integration, nor can you do it without the programming being honest. But what Everybody can't be keen and peel. Everybody can't hmm. be cornballs. But Russell, what changed? What, what changed so that the, 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 the access is so much? The reason that um, Martin and Jamie, Cedric and Bernie and Chris and Dave, because it was a moment where they said, I don't know what them niggas are saying, but let's give them a show, right? I don't know what they're doing, but they got a big following and they're explosive on deaf comedy and let me give them a break. That's really what happened. Blind faith in some of the people who were developing and now they choose, the gatekeepers choose who they find. It's like when I made The Nutty Professor and I put on there Jay-Z's first record. Ain't no nigga. Right. Do you think that Brian Grazier, who was my partner, he, first of all, I was the only nigga ever drove around the go-kart doing nothing. But that's what producers do, <laughs> drive around the go-kart do nothing. Uh, that's a white man's job. So I was the only nigga doing it. Thanks to Brian Grazier, who became my partner and helped me take my idea to fruition. But riding around that go-kart doing nothing, that was a, a moment. But when I put Ain't No Nigga, like the one I got on the soundtrack, they're like, what are you, like what? Music usually goes right to the heart of the people. Right. But to put a new artist singing a song like that on a soundtrack of a, With a title $70 like million dollar movie, there was no niggas who could make that choice. And there was no white man who was able to make that choice, mm. culturally capable of making that choice. So we need people in power who understand culture because middle America found Bernie Mac to be funny. But when I shot my pilot with Bernie Mac, I shot this pilot. It was great. It was funny as fuck. It was called Pearl's Kitchen. And Pearl's Kitchen never got the light of day. It had Adele Gibbons as his ex-wife mm. and that light-skinned girl who was on Fridays, the crazy one, the crackhead. Oh, yeah. Um, bye, Felicia, that one, right? She was his wife. Okay. And and Adele would come over like, ain't you niggas living high on the hog? Because it was his little light-skinned wife. He had a successful restaurant, Pearl's Kitchen, and his ex-wife would come over like, look at this shit. They got all this money. And he said, well, look, I'm paying for the kid. What else you want? You know, and they used to have this dialogue. And it was a great sitcom. But they passed on it. And then they eventually made him a much nicer guy. Mm. But we had him as a hood guy, and right. he would have been amazing. And America never got to see it. Wow. Cause they, and they kept saying, the one thing about Bernie Mac, what the fuck is that nigga saying? That's what they said about Fred Sanford. What is he saying? They didn't understand. The lingo, the dialect. Right. So, But a middle America likes, they figure it out. But the gatekeepers are too afraid. To and trust. They don't, yeah, they're too afraid. To they trust middle America. They don't even trust their own instincts. Mm. If they come to my Def Comedy Jam show, which is every Wednesday, sold out, big theater, great comedians, and they watch somebody blow the crowd up, and they say they like it because they're in the audience. They feel it. They still can't bring it into their bosses or make it a, a show because it just seems too alternative to mm -hmm. them, and they're afraid. So we just need people who have a little courage and who understand the culture as gatekeepers, and then we can do more interesting cultural stuff. How do you like L.A., man? I like it. I went there to meditate with my kids every morning and take them to school. And two years, a little bit after two years later, they decide they want to go to Switzerland to boarding school. <laughs> so is that is that them wanting to go to boarding school, them wanting to get away from you? No. no they, <laughs> they, my daughter wants to run Goldman Sachs. Right. 
Yeah, so she wants to run Goldman Sachs. And so she went when she thought was the best choice. So you can go to Harvard-Westlake. But the other daughter had too many Instagram followers. She didn't even post anything. She had 200,000. I said, you got to get the fuck out of here. Because <laughs> one is a nerd and it's cool. I can trust her in Beverly right. Hills. The other one is a little too cool. Her mama's famous. Oh. I don't know what she might turn into. Right. So she's better off in boarding school. So they're both in Switzerland. Man, there's something about my last visit to L.A., man, that had me thinking, like, how the fuck do I get here more? Because it seems like quality of life is so much better right now. Yeah, I like it. It seems like like just doing business seems a lot easier than it is right now in New York City. It just seems so hectic out here right now, man. Well, you can move to L.A. real quick. All you got to do is... You know, nigga, we try to make a deal. Let's that's, work with you more often. That's right. You just got to come up, man. All gotta, deaf digital. We, we, we got we we to meet at the right. We got to meet together, Russell. But let's not talk about that right now. We're talking about that? No, I don't want to talk about that. This podcast is worth a lot of money. Yes. Mm. If, the, if the users knew what this nigga is trying to charge me just to be my partner, <laughs> users would be like, what? The users would put their black fists up like, that's go, the, combat, that's go. The lawyer, that's the lawyer. Go, <laughs> combat. Listen, you're making headlines right now. You ain't got no white users? Huh? We got we got white users. We got Why a lot of white. We, we got international up. users. Muslim. We, shout 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 out to <coughs> UK. Muslims. Shout out to shout out to Australia. Shout, we got a lot of people, man. Nigeria. If you really a nigga making it across the world, you should shout out to Austria. Austria. <laughs> Austria. Yeah. <laughs> Russell. Australia. They love black culture. Russell. What headlines? Onyx just came back from Australia. Sticky fingers. Headlines. Maybe. What headlines? You're in headlines right now. Trump. Cut oh. the bullshit, Trump. What's going on, man? Oh, it was great letter, by the way. Thank I read you. the letter. I really appreciate you came from the heart. Yeah, it was heartfelt. And I mean, I meant I wrote it like a second on my BlackBerry. Right. I mean, on my on my iPhone. But it was not about Donald right. to me. You know, chastising Donald or beating. I mean, well, obviously, I don't want him to be president. You know, he's my man for thirty years. Is he uh, crazy? We're not friends man? anymore. I don't think you're not friends anymore. Not because of the letter. I said, no, I said Kim Kardashian would be a better president because I was thinking at the time. He wasn't serious, and that a celebrity, I'd rather have a compassionate, sweet celebrity. What, is, what did Kim do about Muslims? She tweeted, I am Muslim for a day. It traveled around the world, and it embarrassed America so much that, re- that Representative Republican Representative Peter King shut down his inquiries into innocent Muslims. So Congress shut down because Kim Kardashian tweeted out. So I just said, I'd rather Kim be president, mm. since they're both celebrities. Right. I never thought he would really be where he is now. So he was pissed about that, I think, you know, so we weren't talking and I don't you know, I don't know what type of ego he got. Uh I know him forever, but I don't know He's how badly years. damaged right. his ego was over my statement. It wasn't really meant to certainly hurt him or Kim, really. Kim's my girl, like you know, she's the one who stopped the Muslim inquiries, you know. And he has been nothing but nice to my family. But I was just making a statement, but it really rang a bell. And it traveled, and I'm sure it hurt his feelings and whatever. And so we ain't, I ain't really fuck with him since. But now the statements he's making, I did say they were divisive. Yes. When, about uh, Latinos, it was very divisive. And, you know, I always said it was just Trump. Somebody wrote recently, and I called him, because I like to keep a good relationship with every black blog. Not gossip necessarily. I mean, like black, the root. Right. Or, you know, black world. Or mm-hmm. Things that are reporting to the black community about issues that matter. And they wrote, why would I have a friend like him? Yeah, I read that piece. It said, I'm you like, need, to, you need, you need said, to choose better friends. No, well, if I had a better friend, then I wouldn't have got Governor Pataki to sign the bill to let thousands of niggas out of jail, would I? If I wasn't his man. If I wasn't um, Cuomo's man, then he wouldn't have signed the bill recently for the executive order to, to um, 
have uh, oversight on police in New York State, which is the only state pretty much that does that properly. So if the next Eric Garner come along, you choke out Eric Garner, you're getting indicted. Mm. Eric Snyder is going to indict you. Mm. It ain't going to be the police policing the police in New York in that kind of case. So I'm friends with Roger Ailes. He's the head of Fox News. Mm -hmm. He asked me crazy shit. Yo, everybody is, every rapper is a black Muslim? I said, no, nigga. <laughs> like, he don't know. He's the head of Fox right, News. Right. He's, an, he's uninformed about some things, and a dialogue is important. And you don't have to agree with people to be friendly with them, and even to like them. I had dinner with Bill O'Reilly probably 10 times, mm -hmm. not always on purpose. But Bill seems like I sat a reasonable table. dude, though, man. He's much more reasonable than, than he lets on. Hannity it's, it's, is, Hannity is, a, is, is a dummy. Right. You know, he's not smart. Uh, but Bill, Bill uh, O'Reilly has an opinion. And, and, and a good argument, you know, in some cases. Some cases seem a little crazy, but a good argument. He thinks I'm crazy when I say that 100 billion animals born into suffering, made to be born through factory practices, including rape, and, and, and the growth hormones and the poison and all that goes into it. But just the fact that they're born into such suffering, and then they're made to destroy the plant and poison the people, that it's the worst karmic disaster in the history of the world. Mm -hmm. I say that that's what they said. Well, how can you say that? Because it's a comic disaster. Everybody's like, they ignore it, right? Because they can't, is. they don't understand it. A hundred billion animals, your niggas can't kill a roach. Motherfuckers can't, <laughs> can't choke a bird. <laughs> if a little chicky was here, would you choke that motherfucker? Would you be able to do it blind with no thinking? You probably bitch out, right? And you're a nigga, a hood nigga, right? <laughs> yeah, but you wouldn't want to just squeeze a little chicken until the neck popped, would you? Nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do no shit like that, though. But you yeah. eat chicken. No, nah, I don't eat chicken. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to do. Since when? I'm this trying to do yoga. Since, since since Russell walked in. Since the last time you went to show me, I'm trying to change my life. Nigga, when's the last time you had chicken? Listen, don't worry about that, brother man. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that you really don't follow your footprint to where it takes you. Mm. You know, you don't want to. Right. So little things like that, Bill. You know, he doesn't get that, but he gets other stuff. His daughter's a liberal. I love his daughter. Like I had dinner with him and his daughter at least twice. I've been seated at a table with him and his daughter. I brought his daughter up on the show. He got mad. He got real mad. But but going but back, I get along with everybody. The point is, right? And and Donald is a fun person. He, like you've known, not, you've known him. Not, I've known him for thirty years. How, what kind of cat is he before all of this shit? How was like? First of all, he's a Democrat, right? What do you mean? That by, means what, a what lot. Do you mean, what do you mean by? Well, that? He had been a Democrat, mm -hmm. you know. And here's the thing about it: he might look. He's not controlled. He doesn't. He doesn't have ten billion dollars. Whatever. I don't know his money. I I can't count his pocket. But, it's, you know, it's, it's probably overstated some, but he has enough press. He doesn't need money, right? He's visible without money. Right. So he's driving a campaign where Cohen brothers can't control him. So what if he says, we got to change these laws on, on Wall Street. Taxes are ridiculous. Pay your fucking taxes. What if he says, everybody deserves health care? Fuck it. Mm. Everybody. Mm -hmm. We should just make, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, health care, it's called. Uh, Obamacare? No, no, forget about Medicaid, universal, universal health care. It's called whatever. Universal. Everybody should have health care, right. like in other countries. Right. Civilized countries go to hospital and take care. Of you, period. That's it. Right. What if he said that? What if he said a lot of things? What if he said everybody deserves equal, high quality education? There should be education in every school that would be reasonable and fair and accessible. Two years of college for free for anybody who has a decent grade. What if he said what other countries have? And he tried to put it, instill it into America. Or, never mind, he can't make it happen because there's way too many politics involved and, and people on both sides of the aisles that wouldn't support him because they're being paid for 
What if he said there's too much money in politics and everybody's controlled? Since he don't take money. Right. What if he said the pharmaceutical industry or the prison industrial complex locks up too many people, costs the taxpayers too much? Fuck that. Stop locking up drug users. When he starts pointing out everybody uses Oxycontin as a right. fucking drug addict. What if he starts chain- saying things that everybody in America knows and believes? It's scary. He could win. Then he could get us in a war and destroy the country. But he, he has views that Republicans don't like. Are those his views? That Democrats Are those his views, though, Russell? Are those his yeah, views? Yeah, it's simple things. A lot right. of those things are his. Right. Yeah. A lot of them, I would believe, are his. I haven't talked to him about them, but I just think practical shit that everybody believes, he believes. So why is he on this, on this, on this platform? Because everybody fucking believes it. Right. And his party. That's why he's winning. And I'm, I'm worried that he, I don't know, I can't imagine. He probably believes it, too, though. You know, he believes what they believe. Everybody believes there's too much money in politics, right? So he might become, uh, if he won the primary and he started saying dumb shit, there's a lot of dumb Democrats. It's like there's dumb Republicans. I mean, I shouldn't say they're dumb. I should say that they're... But no, but... They, but, they, but, they but, don't realize the danger of the kind of speech he's making. Right. So they don't realize it. And they don't even think they're racist. They just... They don't know. First of all, Americans are uninformed. And, the number and, one, and ignorant. The, and very, very ignorant. The number one... Um, a group of of Americans who protest um, terrorism are Muslim Americans. They're the most vocal. Not the least vocal. Everybody says, why don't the Muslims speak? They always speak up. The hate crimes are always in their mosque. People are always getting beat up in hate crimes. It's not newsworthy. The attacks on the Muslim community are not making the news. And the Muslims' effort to stop the most anti-Muslim group in the world, ISIS, is not made public. What is that? ISIS kills 97% Muslims. That's what the fuck they kill. ISIS kills Muslims. Yeah. They're an anti-Muslim group. Mm. So they can claim a certain kind of fanaticism, but they're killing Muslims. So no one knows that. So when you realize that and you stomach that, you're like, uh a beautiful person with a religious garb. You ain't wearing a religious garb. You're wearing a uh, fitted. You know what I mean? So these people are walking around with something that reminds them of God all day, looking religious, sweet, reminded of God. That's what observances are when you put on an outfit. Damn, I got to wear this funny outfit? Yeah, this is everything to remind you of God. Every religion has observances, right? Yep. That's a big observance. Every day, put on, wrap your head, put on your shit, walk around, be sweet. That's your job. Because all of this stuff you're putting on reminds you of all that's in Scripture. And, and believe me, the Bible's a bloody motherfucker. Yes. It's just, you know what a good quote that I love from the Quran is, love all men of good books equally. Mm-hmm. It's like when Krishna says, whether you know me as Krishna or not, do these things you come to me. It has no bearing on whether you know me as Krishna or not. I think it's what it says. It's in the Bhagavad Gita. It's my yogic shit, right? But all of the great teachers taught that, and so did, um, so did Muhammad. He said, love all men of good books equally. And that's the, that's the Muslim code. Love everybody. But Americans don't know that. They're being fed fear. Our industry, our uh, media industry. It's consistent fear. The media... What the fuck was that nigga who shot up a, who shot up a Planned Parenthood? Oh yeah, the Christian fanatic, yep. right? 
because of Christian. And, and, and fanatics. It's, it's amazing when you look at the statistics, and I'm not trying to point fingers, but a lot of these Christian fanatics have done a lot of damage, and there's no fear. Oklahoma. There's no fear of the whole, you know, those those radical Christians. Yep. They're doing more shit than the Muslim radicals, mm -hmm. and they're not newsworthy. Right. So we have to talk about these things. That's my job as a chairman of the Foundation for Ethnic Understanding. What is that, man? We have 40-some countries where imams speak in synagogues and rabbis speak in mosques. And we have programs, twinning programs, where they do work together to help each other's community. The Muslims fight anti-Semitism, and they marched in Paris against anti-Semitism. And the rabbis fight Islamophobia. We had a march here. I am Muslim for a day. Remember, it was on the cover of Daily News. Mm -hmm. Big deal. It was the rabbis. My organization, I'm the chairman, and a bunch of us rabbis, I'm not a rabbi, but a bunch of us rabbis, got together with a few imams, mostly it was the Jews, who got together, and I used social media. And like I said, when Kim finally tweeted it, and everybody tweeted, I'm Muslim today, in unison with the Muslim community. And they shut the Congress down. They shut that shit down. It was a con. You know, remember Keith Ellison was on TV crying and yep, shit? Yep, yep, yep. That, that hearing, that inquiry, was very much like McCarthyism, if you know what I'm you know. Yep. So it was a really a horrible moment in American history. And they shut it down. Kim Kardashian shut it down. So are we, are we reverting, man? It seems like we're reverting again to the days of McCarthyism. It's always a cycle of or the same witch hunts in the whole nine. We don't right. never, we move forward a little bit, but then right. we got moments where we slip back. Now, and yeah, we're reverting to so much fear and fear of Muslims. Oh, Islamophobia. And fear of, pe of people that are different. You know, yeah, fear fear of blacks. Fight. Fear of blacks is at an all time high right now. Oh yeah, they scared of niggas. Yeah. So so well, so gotta, my thing is this, Russell. No matter who's in office, no matter what we do, and you would understand this, shit won't change unless America decides. Yeah. To change. That's like, hey, look, but America is changing now. To I mean, the real <laughs> truth is when Trump said, I saw his speech, the one that I commented on because I had read the transcript. Right. And I saw the way he said it and the way the crowd reacted. That was amazing. That shit is scary, man. That shit is like Hitler all over again, man. Yeah, it is. And it, the comparisons to Hitler are many. Yeah, somebody sent me that shit. Let me see. Somebody sent me a, a list of all the things that reminded them of Hitler that Trump was doing. And uh, it's kind of, it, it's shocking, but it's real talk. Wow. And, and is, you think he's tripping off the power too? Because all that support. People say that, but all I think that support, also, though, man. <clears throat> you know what he's tripping on? Um, he's tripping on support, mm -hmm. power, but a belief system that, that he's adopted that people buy. He's got support. Politicians always do what, what their constituency wants. That's his constituency, and they want him to say those things. And they don't always, sometimes they go against the grain, but mostly they're politicians. They want to lead a certain point of view. The people who are interested in that point of view are his followers. He's built them up. First with the, the negative uh, statements about these the Mexicans. About Mexicans, and now this. I'm trying to find where that shit is at, kid. But there's a, a whole list of comparisons. Man, you, the, the comparisons are obvious. You don't even have to find a list because, I mean, it, it's it's stirring the, the basis nature yes. of people that are afraid of the unknown, man. Did you hear about uh, Justice Scalia's comments also? 
What do you say? Justice Scalia. Oh, that shit is horrible. It's crazy, man. And we're talking about somebody that's in the highest court of the nation talking that shit. So it's scary, not only because he's at that high position, but that affects policy. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is going on, man? It's just, it's where we are, and we have to, as people with voices, stand up. There's that whole rap, you heard it a hundred times. First they came for the Jews, and I didn't do anything. Then they came for, you know, and then one day they came for me. There's no one left. Mm-hmm. You got to protect your fellow being, man. You got to give people the same rights, opportunities, and respect that you want for yourself. And you got to fight for their rights and their respect and their opportunities the way you would for yourself. And that way, you know, you preserve your relationship with, I would say, God, but you're connected to the, you know, to the universe. You got to just, you got to give what you want to receive. You know what I mean? You can't let them segregate you and then kill you off one by one. You got to get together. And each individual's effort or prayer, it matters. You, know, you can't just say, oh, well, no one's doing nothing. Or oh, we're waiting for a leader. We're waiting for somebody. No, nah, yeah, everybody's yeah, got the access. Yes. It's up to you to make the statements. Now you have a book. That you can't promote. Yeah, well, I could have now, but it's too late now. Anyway, nobody don't want a fucking book about this shit at Thanksgiving anyway. It's probably better. When I was <laughs> but let's talk Rush about it. Let's, problem, let's talk about it. I didn't want to. When Rush Card was not functioning, I didn't want to go out and promote the Happy Vegan. Happy Vegan, right. It didn't seem like a right book to promote. <laughs> y- y- y'all niggas are starving, moment, but I'm happy. Right. Eating. I, right. But my vegan. book is only a charity <laughs> book, as they all are. And it's about saving America, especially black America. Uh, not especially black America, but, but black America is especially um, um, affected. All poor people are affected, right. too, though. Of course. American factory farming industry is killing us. There's no question about that. And the stuff that they do to manufacture meat, to grow the size of the meat, to protect the meat from itself, you know, whether it's the Prozac that they give the chicken or it's the antibiotics. Or the arsenic. Is there really arsenic in chicken right now? Yeah, of course there is. Or, and the antibiotics and the growth hormones and all the carcinogens. All that shit is a real problem. And we got to do stuff, something about it. Or the best thing we can do about it is not eat it. Right. I don't eat animal, as you know. At all? Long time. I don't fuck Egg? That. No. Birds, period? Why? Do I look dead? I'm, look, I'm 90. Mm, you're you know? not 90, man. Right. You're not 90, Russell. I'm old as fuck, though. But right? you're not that I've old. been around a long time. You've been, you've been rich for a long... You've been rich longer than motherfuckers been alive. Hey. I've been... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had a hit record young. I'm still breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how to use certain basic qualities of life things like washing machines and shit like that. I really have been very lucky to have the toys and the junk for a long time. But anyway, um, more importantly, I mean, I just think what was the question that took drugs as a child? Fuck you, asked me. I talked to you about talking about your book. We're not talking about drugs right oh, now. Oh, the book. We're talking about the, the book, thing. The Happy Vegan. The thing is, the book is the You're least, talking about the industry. It's a very simple book. My daughter yeah. told me that my last book, Success Through Stillness, which Great was book. about meditation. Great book. Thank you. Um, was remedial at best. She said that it was. She said it was remedial. She was 11. She's 13 now. She said it was a remedial at best, Dad. I said, why would you, like, why are you, she said, well, you went to school, can't you use more expressive language? Mm. And, I, and I didn't want to say that's as highbrow as daddy could write, but it probably is. But it really was a simple book by design as well as by, that's my, well, all I was capable of. But it, Oprah said it was the best book on the subject. So I went and told her, I went and picked her up from school. I never did. I used to meditate with her, take her to school every day. I picked her up to tell her, Oprah said my book was the best book on the subject <laughs> of meditation. And she said, 
dad opens for the masses. <laughs> this book, The Happy Vegan, is very simple, too. Right. It's a simple description of, of how to be vegan, and it's also a, uh, a lot of detail, although written very simply so you'll get it, about what happens to the animal product that you eat. What does a dairy cow go through? What is in your dairy? Um, what does a, a, you know, a cow that you eat go through? What's in that cow? How does it destroy the planet? How much natural resources does it take up? I mean, you can float a battleship to make a cow. There's so much water. I hate when I go to a yoga studio, they say, please take a yoga shower. Bitch, don't eat a hamburger. You can shower all year if you don't mm -hmm. eat a hamburger. It's the amount of water and natural resources that are being wasted that, that it's, it should be illegal. It should cost, you know, $500 for a hamburger. But, you know, they're wasting our natural resources. It goes back to the lobby. There's also tons of, um, of uh, corporate welfare to the meat product industry and, and none to the vegetable industry. And they're just feeding it. And because it's all money that controls our government and money that feeds us poison and money that allows it to go down like it's going down. And we have to, as individuals, just ex abstain from eating it. Why? I went to AJ's funeral. I, I told you that. I went to DJ AJ's funeral. He laid up in the casket, ass cancer. And the week before, Joey Robinson died, another you said, rapper. You said ass cancer? Ass cancer. Okay. Right? Or what do you call it? Um, Rectal. Yeah, but Whatever. something else. No, it's uh, called a colon cancer. Colon cancer, yes. Right. So the nigga had ass cancer and died because of the food that we put in him. And that hurts to see somebody that young in a casket. And everybody was there. And, you know, a lot of the rappers from from Harlem, Hollywood, and Lovebug Starsky, and Busy B. Starsky, and Curtis Blow, and the Crash Crew, and Tiski Valley. Valley. Damn. And I mean, they were all there at the funeral home. We just all chilling and laughing and telling jokes. And they all still eat animal product. Then I went downtown that day, dressed in the same suit, to the Hip Hop Health Gala. First Lady was there. Um, the attorney, the, not the attorney, the Surgeon General was there. Dr. Oz was there. Mm -hmm. And they served nigga steak. What the fuck? <laughs> I said, well, how could you, who raised you? I mean, what is wrong with you? You guys can poison yourself, but you cannot give your kid steak. It's like 20 cigarettes a day. If you eat steak in a certain form, that's 30% of your protein. 20 cigarettes a day. You don't want to give your kids 20 cigarettes a day, do you? Nah. So and, give them a hamburger and then a steak for dinner. And that's what you're doing. But, but it's crazy how broken, not only America, but how broken the FDA is. So... Two years ago, I sent my kid, my sons. Who runs the FDA? I sent my sons to Paris, and they came back, and they were like, Dad, do you know when in, 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 in France, in Paris, they don't allow uh, 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 high fructose corn syrup in any of their foods? Like They don't allow that, but here it's in everything. everything. It's everything. in fucking everything, which is, which is crazy. Now, how did you make this journey to, 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 to being a vegan? Because well, I, I, I know you wasn't was always yoga. a vegan. First it was yoga. Right. And then it became, as you know, in yoga there are eight parts of the scripture. The first parts are the social laws. And the first part of the five parts of the first part is ahimsa, which is the most basic thing anybody can practice in nonviolence. And the most violent thing you can do in the world and the most harmful and hurtful thing you can do in the world is eat animals because of how it destroys the planet and poisons the people of the planet takes all the natural resources. It just does everything. It's just fucking horrible. So how does somebody from the hood become a vegan? 
How does somebody from the hood that make has a lentil fucking? Ain't no lentils in the a, bodega. You can get lentils and make a lentil. Not in the bodega. bodega. It's called Fresh Direct, sir. Yeah, but I'm saying for cats, that's that's not even thinking. Say about that again. It. Okay, it's called Fresh Direct, but I, my book has all that. And, okay. and, I, and, I got to go to the bathroom. Can I go to the bathroom? Please go to the bathroom. Internet's tuned to the Combat Jack Show. The CombatJackShow.com. About to take a break. Get you hood niggas right. Hey, Internets, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is sponsored by Bevel, the superior shaving system for people with coarse curly hair and sensitive skin. I don't even know what this mid-roll is going to be about other than I love, I love, I love Bevel. I got a lot of shit going on in my life right now. You know, Russell talking about I need to take Cialis, and I mean, being a two-minute man, that shit does stress me out because the wife's so fine, so I got to deal with that. Got tuition, another kid going to college. I can't control that shit, you know what I'm saying? I can't control none of that shit. I can only control the quality of having good skin that God blessed me with. That's why I go to Get Bevel, and that's why you need to go to Get Bevel, too. You fucked up with your mortgage, they might take your house, nigga. What you gonna do? You gotta move. But you can still shave like a king, man. Go to GetBevel.com, punch your promo code COMBAT. C-U-M-B-A-T, like me, Combat Jack, 20% off all your purchases. Lose your house, my nigga, but shave like a king. GetBevel.com. And now back to the show. Internet, you tuned into the Combat Jack Show. We got Russell Simmons in the building. Yo, Russell, so we were talking earlier, man, about how does somebody without the means, like, like it's it, not as hard as you think. Just because right. the poison on the store in the corner store is one way, don't mean you can't just move a little bit further down the block and get something. You know, lentil a lentil loaf is like a meatloaf, right? You know, you, I mean, you can do a lot of fun stuff that's not that expensive. You know, vegetables you can have fun are with lentils, but they're not, huh? You can have fun with lentils? Fuck yeah, man. Nigga, you can make, you know, don't you like hot sauce? I love hot sauce. Hot sauce fixed about anything. Yes. For real. <laughs> but a lentil loaf? Crushed that shit don't sound hot. Better. My lentil, nigga, listen. You could put peppers in Tonight, in if it. I went home and told my kids, y'all having lentil loaf. You ain't got to tell them shit. All you do is make it right. They're going to ask, what is this, pops? Taste it. Shut up and taste it. <laughs> Did you see the video ADD with the when they try, tried vegan food for the first time? Not to see it. Oh, uh, no. vegan soul food. This shit is hilarious. Yo, you could go to vegan soul restaurants in in certain hoods anyway. Shout out to Veggie Castle. You know, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of cool and the shit is crazy, right? Shit, Veggie Castle is amazing. Amazing. Because but, when I think about you know that um um who's that um just. My niggas from the locks. What's his name? Oh, Styles, Styles, P. Styles P. Styles P. Styles P. And, and Jada Kiss Jada Kiss was here two weeks ago, looking mad young, because he's juicing right now. They're all juicing, right? The whole family, yeah. They all they all good. But when and they I do but it when, in the hood too. But listen, I got a family of four, four kids and my wife. So when I think about <clears throat> living healthier, the first thing that I think about is the increase in my food expenses. Because that it's not it, true though. But you spend a lot of money on healthcare. I tell you that right. shit. Yeah, you fuck around. You you'll save so much money if you stop eating the poison that's gonna kill you and keep you from, in the from that ass office. cancer, right? Yeah, not only ass cancer, you just constantly sick. I, don't, I ain't been sick in seven years at all. I had a cold, flu. I had a flu. I had nothing. I don't take no flu shots. So I'm I'm I think it, and my diet. First of all, I used to have like this nasal thing, right? Mm-hmm. I used to get sick because my nasal would get clogged, and the doctor said you have a deviated symptom. I have to operate. And it was right when I went vegan and I stopped eating dairy and I ain't never looked back. Now, what was it again? I asked you earlier and I cut you off. You know what I said? I used to, they said I, I was getting sick regularly. Right. Mucus is gone. But how, what gone. was it? Like, what was it that, that, what was the... It was because I went to yoga. Right. I went to yoga because there were so many hot chicks. There mm-hmm. were no dudes right. ever in class 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> so I go to class and, uh, and I start, 
you know, uh, addressing, you know, going to physical class is great. And then I started to read yogic scripture. And it started to, you know, from a compassionate standpoint, you know, I just said, I'm not doing it. So I became vegan because of compassion. Was it hard, though, man? Initially, be real. Initially, was it hard? I was in L.A. Right. I was in L.A. I was back and forth from New York and L.A. It's, it's easy. And in New York, it's really easy. Right. I mean, you could say it's hard, but I mean, because you're corner store, you got what you it want. ain't easy in Brownsville. It ain't easy. Nigga, in East it's New not York. hard. Brownsville. How far is Brownsville? Brownsville is in Brooklyn. It, it's how far. far is Brownsville from the next joint? That's healthy. I mean, for, for motherfuckers that, that don't have that time, though. They got fruit and vegetable stands. I mean, man, you, you you talking all this talk, man? You ain't a vegan. I'm, I'm, I, I, would, I would like to be. I would like to be. Okay, vegan. but he's also right. telling you how he could do it. Right. I don't really live there. Okay. You got to do I it too. I go visit the hood all the time, and I always find something to eat. Right. I'm always in Hollis Avenue. Uh -huh. Not and always. when you I'm when you're in the house, where do you go? Where, where do you go when you're in the house? I go to the joint and say, "Give me, you know, give me." I go to Chinese restaurant and say, "Give me curry broccoli, curry broccoli, and put a lot of spinach in there. Put a little bit of that tofu in there. Make it soft. Don't fry it. And make the spicy curry too, and a lot of vegetables. None of that chicken. No, no chicken. Rice, none of that don't sauce. Don't put no egg in. No nasty bird in there. Just give me a little. <laughs> in fact, just give me a little fried rice. Not gonna eat a lot of that shit. I'm a big giant, you know. Or, Eggplant with black bean sauce and put that shit all over some rice. Come on, man. So does the thought right. of does, eating does, meat? Wait, do you have that, a Chinese restaurant near you? Of nigga? course, but does does it? Does, wait, does, do you have a Chinese restaurant? Mad is Chinese it expensive. Food. Yeah, the Chinese restaurants expensive. No, no, nigga? no, they're not expensive. Right, and but, do but have, I, don't, I don't really eat out of them shits either. You think that curry tofu is worse than that steak you ate that you paid a lot of money for? <laughs> nah, <laughs> I mean, duck, I, duck. huh? I, I love doctor. I mean, you but see how they make the motherfuckers. They, they, I see they, they, they manufacture. Fuck how they hang them. That's the fucking best case scenario. <laughs> I mean, my my wife is part Chinese, so it's cultural, man. Yeah, but it ain't the same shit she used to eat. Right. It's horrible what they doing right what now. I do, what I do poison Americans. What I do. Fuck and then they feeding you. They got they got heart drugs. They said we should just give it to everybody over fifty eight. Nigga, ain't nothing wrong with my heart. I'm fifty eight. I ain't thinking about a heart medicine. I'm thinking about morning yoga, meditation, Vi eating right. Vi and I'm not trying with to, the Viagra? I'm gonna, I take Cialis okay. on a regular basis, the daily. It's expensive, though, I got to admit. Now, do you I need it? Really do you need it? Do you need it, or are you just trying Cialis? to be Superman on the regular? I'm trying to make sure that these football players don't get in my way. Right, okay. You know what I'm saying? KC's <laughs> niggas is trying to do something. <laughs> you know? You're you trying to stay on your square, right? Right, I'm trying to make sure that my shit is correct 100%. Right. In case shit don't go 100% right, it goes extremely right. And that's just, you know, it's a little five milligram. It's not that unhealthy. My doctor said as long as I work out, right. he don't know shit. He's Which not a nutritionist. Right. My nutritionist said it's okay, too. As long as you work out every day, it's probably not so bad to have extra circulation. So I fucks with Cialis. They should pay me them niggas for saying mm. that. They should. Oh, that's, a, that's, a big, that's a big endorsement. Because, huh? That's a big endorsement right it there. It is, right? Yeah. And I don't, I mean, I don't need it, but, you know, it's like I can every, afford it. And then I work out. And, and every now and then you want to stunt a little bit, right? Like I want to, yeah. I like tear some shit up. And the niggas be like, <laughs> what? What did he do? Like, like how old is he? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, but, I don't, but I also have testosterone stuff. I have lots of nutritional shit, right. so I don't really need it. But, like, you know, in case you have to see the same pussy quite often, then you might need it. Right, of course. But new pussy you would never need. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep it 100, right? I mean, we're real. Of course, idiot. definitely, definitely. Problem is other people listening, they don't know. Fuck. Yo, um, it's not nice what I said to them, but but the book to is you. Out. You respect that, though, right? Of course, I definitely do. You take Cialis? No, not nothing yet. But I, I think I might need to. You better watch it. Your wife what might. No, no, that, I think I, I might need to because we, sure we, we just we just made nineteen home, years. And my wife is looking at me like nigga, nigga for real. Oh man. So we, I, 
you know. The wind blow my dick get hard. <laughs> hey, easy. I said, this is like Viagra. Yo, chill, chill. You don't know? No, I don't need. I mean, I'm just asking. I think men are like on this. I don't need it. Right? No, I'm, I see the commercial, but I just I'm not paying. But attention. men act like they don't need it, but they be needing it. It's like I don't, I, I don't need it. <laughs> and then they have embarrassed admit they took it. And like, girl, like, what happened? Like, why was it? That was fun. Like, and like you niggas know, like quiet and shit. So Cialis over Viagra, to me, yeah, right. Because Cialis is like, and it's prescription. Like, you had you a commercial, right? Yeah. At any moment, your dick can get hard, right? That's <laughs> Viagra. You take it; it's on, you know, timing and all that. You just want your shit just to be rock hard at any moment when you think about and whatever. and it gives you staying power. Staying power, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just like they said because I'm no good. Like two hours, minutes, go see the doctor. I'm no good. I never had that problem. Russell, no good. I'm no good after two minutes. I'm, I'm done. No, you'll be good. I'll be good. Be good. Hell yeah, nigga. Shoot up the I might have to do that. Cialis, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate. You should that. try it. I'm, I'm gonna definitely do that, I hate, man. They should pay me. Them niggas should give me a million. Yo, you got, you got, you got the plug. Because you know why? Because you could Google me and see that my track record is immaculate. Do you have a plug on say, Cialis? Huh? You have a plug. You have a connect on Cialis. No, no, I pay. I, I, need, I need some. I, I need. I, 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 I might need to get. They some do have. Stuff. Oh, it's why, prescription now. Why are you I mean, looking I know at me? Uh, no, no. The five milligram is now uh, under your health care. You how much? How much? How much? Health care, give it to you. It's nothing. It's nothing unless you buy the ten milligram. I'm going and to. Then s- you got to pay for that. What's the difference between the five milligram and the ten milligram? Like two more one hours. One is twice as much. Right. And the one that's twice as much costs like two thousand dollars for a bottle. No. And the one that's other one costs whatever you pay with a with a healthcare, which is nothing. I'm gonna pick that shit up today. So it's nothing. If you have I'm healthcare, you get Cialis, it's I'm nothing. I'm picking that shit up today. If you got bullshit healthcare, you can't I'm, get Cialis. I know, I pay for my healthcare. I'm picking that shit up I'm today. scared of that shit at the corner store. Niggas be always Oh, no, no, you can't fuck with no you, you no drugstore. Look at Lamar Odom. Wasn't he on that on that, on that that gas station? Yeah, they got Viagra? that gas station hard dick. Like that, yeah, yeah, don't fuck with... Works. It's probably some of it's goat root or listen, whatever. Don't fuck with gas station Viagra. Worse than the point. And don't fuck with gas station sushi. Don't fuck with none of that shit. Gas station sushi. Gas yeah, station yeah, sushi. Yeah, yeah. They That's got a, gas station yes, sushi. Yes, my niggas. <laughs> you eat fish? No, I don't fuck with At them. all. I cheat. Like, somebody have it on their plate, I might taste yeah. it, but I don't eat fish. No. Yo, Russell, I could talk to you all day, man. Elephant in the room, man. Rush car. What the fuck, man? Rush car is working. What happened, man? I mean, we working, talked about this at Wharton, but we, it's we didn't take perfectly. it. It's um, perfectly. It's growing again. Right. It's doing its job. Did that sh- did, 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 but I got a lot of inquiries, right. and, you know, and a lot of documents to turn over, and it's a very, very grueling situation for our legal team and the additional people we hired. And we're happy to have an investigation. Right. We welcome any investigation uh, because I'm always calling for an investigation. I'm an advocate for the people, and if I have a company and it needs to be investigated, let's investigate. Let's investigate it, right. Right. So let's, you got nothing to hide. Let's release the results to the people so they'll know. But, you know, I, I, I kind of take exception to some of the rap that I read. Oh, Russ, got your money. There's four or five billion dollar companies involved in my day-to-day operation. And I'm not pointing fingers because I take the brick. It's Russell. Right. But come on, I ain't do it alone. And I'm not a tech person. But it doesn't matter. I'm responsible to the people. And I'm going to be the gold standard of restitution. In other words, when people put their claims in, I can't. It has to be set up properly. I put $20 million aside. Just to make sure that people, because somebody got locked out of their apartment. And they said, you know what? I needed that money on that day. Even if you get your money on Friday, but I give it to you on Wednesday and you used to get it on Wednesday. Because sometimes it could come on Thursday. Though, mm-hmm. So you should be, so you, when you make your claim, you got to realize that. But if you make a claim and you didn't get your money for like, most people, it was a couple days. Some people were more. But 
uh, some people were more. And you know, if two, if if out of a million or half a million people, two thousand people ain't got their money, that's fucking disaster. It's horrible. And if two thousand people don't have their money on Instagram, that's like three billion people. And they should be loud and boisterous. And they cursed me out. And I just said, "Oh, sorry. Let me call you." And we tried to call every individual, and we gave people money directly. He said, what happened? I got locked out. This is, and we were, at first, we would give money, people money on face value. I was so guilty. I'd like, just call me up. But you know, now, obviously, now we'll put together a system that will be, you know, because well, we were talking about real money. But we, 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 first thing we did was we don't charge nobody. Right. That's going to cost at least, I mean, that's going to What do you mean, moving forward? Nobody's getting charged nothing right, right now. Right. We're not, Rush Card is not charging. If you want to try a Rush Card, you can try, try this is it the for best free time. right Internet's now. Internet's get that Rush Card. You can, get a, right you can get a Rush Card for free right now, and we charge no fees all the way up until, until March or the end of February. Get that Rush Card, Internet. No fee. So you can try it out. Get that shit right now, Internet. Right. So we're doing that. That's going to cost us over a year's profit. Right. Uh, I don't even count that. I just say, look, fuck it, no fees. All you niggas have been through whatever, even if you didn't go through nothing, which is what most people didn't go through, nothing but a day of inconvenience. And that day was a day earlier than they would have got their money anyway. But the people who went through struggle, I want those people, and the people who didn't, free. Well, it's not free because it's bank. if you go to ATM, we don't charge you, but somebody else charges you. So in, so in other words, Rush Card, first of all, 25,000 locations where we don't charge you anyway to get your money out of ATM. Right. We paid them. We don't get a fee. Um, and that's cool. But we now don't charge for your transactions. We don't charge for the monthly fee. We don't charge yeah. nothing. And that's going to be that way all the way until March. But we're doing that in the end of February. They're very technical, the people who are watching and every word I say. Um, <laughs> and they should be. I welcome investigation. Um, I like that we were compared very favorable to everybody who imitated what we created. The rush card is our invention. We know that American Express does it. We know that Walmart does it. We know that Green Dot does it. We know that NetSpend does it, but we invented it. And we're the ones who give them their money earlier. We're the ones who took check capturing immediately. We're the ones who transferred card to card. And now we are gonna be the ones, unless people help us, and hopefully the whole industry will join forces, you must get credit for swiping your card. If you swipe your card to pay your rent every month, and that's past due month, that's last month's rent you're paying, then you should get credit. You should be able to buy a house. You should get a mortgage. Mm -hmm. And they're fighting with this industry not to give credit. And nobody's fighting the way I'm going to fight. Like, I don't think the people who are doing this really give a fuck no, I don't, I don't about so the people right. who use the card. They're in the business to be competitive, and they're bankers. I'm in the business as a business yogi, and I say that with most... You know, uh, I, I like businesses that help people. When we created this business, we didn't even know if we were going to make money off it. It was to help people. People were getting their checks. They were getting online. They were waiting. And then they were paying a big fee. And then they took their cash. They went and got online to pay their electric bill, got online to pay their phone bill. They were locked out of the American system. These were people who could not get bank accounts. And then after that, the next wave of people who could get bank accounts were paying so much for them. Some people pay $1,000 a year in overdraft fees. Mm. Some people pay, some people just have to pay so much just for the fee of this. If you don't have $5,000. I see you, Chase. I see what you take out my account. Yeah, you see these motherfuckers. They don't $34. When everybody says they're free, who in the fuck is free and got 300 employees? How are you free if you got 300 employees? You robbed me somewhere. The fuck, what pocket are you coming? So that free rap 
It's not really true. Buying shit is five ninety five. You know, five ninety five a month for all the transactions you can make. And then we also have a goals program. You leave five hundred dollars, and then we give you five dollars every month. Mm. You know, that's five. That's a big number. If you add it up for the year, how much is that? It's a lot of money. Um, it's more than any bank would ever give you an interest. Um, that's sixty dollars, right? Yeah, that's a lot for leaving five hundred dollars somewhere. So there is that. You know, um, we try to create a virtual bank that allows people access to the American dream, and we try to find the cheapest way to provide it. And we try to provide new services all the time. And we have not been as innovative over the last few years. And now that I'm focused so much in protecting all the damage, I start looking closely at what innovation has not been done. Every, every week you should get an email that says, oh, by the way, if you buy Tide, you get 30% off. Mm-hmm. Here's the things Rush Card will do for you. If you buy this plane ticket, you know, I want to get everything on my card possible. If you want healthcare, this will help you to do it in a certain way. Or if you need, so I want the card to provide more services than it does. It already provides more services than most people realize. So I want to be a virtual bank in your pocket that does a lot. And right now it's working perfectly, but we have a lot of people who've been damaged and we want to make sure we take care of them. Somebody told me, I saw him yesterday in the street, and this is not a story that justifies what happened. My nigga, I ain't get my money for four days. But when I got my money, it was almost time for the next check, and I had my I had stacked my paper. So he raised. He said, <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, he's nigganomics. Nigganomics, <laughs> right? But it was one experience, and one guy who didn't get his money. But then when he got his money, then the other money came. He's like, oh shit, I got twice my money. Double, I doubled up. Yeah, but you starved for four days. Yeah. It's my fault, and right. I owe you. And I'm gonna pay you. Take care of him. He'll get more money on top of the nigganomics that he had. Because I want to take care of everybody. I want to make sure that we are the gold standard in taking care of the customers who've been, you know, because people will fuck you over. And that my bell, turn your lights off, all your food die. Kind of everybody. Everybody, your lights don't work. Your food in the refrigerator die. They don't say that, how that much guy, food was in the fridge. They don't never ask you how much food was in the fridge. shut off them fees. You, you know what I'm saying? Word. They don't give a fuck. So, so, so contrary to popular belief, man, the rush card is very much alive and well. Oh, of course. Very good. Yeah, everybody who got a rush card will tell you that. Very good, sir. So that, but that's just, you know, it, it allows me the freedom to, to really take over certain parts of the company that I wasn't really working on. I own as much as anybody owns in that company. We have partners at Carlisle Group, biggest banking company, and one of them in the world, Axel, one of the biggest tech companies they own, because it's good to have a tech partner. Mm-hmm. So we sold them two pieces, and we have, you know, we sold a little bit to the guy who's the CEO, but we mostly own the company. Right. Me and my man Dave started the company. And we started with an idea that no one understood. And we went through five years of no money no profit. We're helping people. We weren't making shit. It finally turned profitable as it got scale. And then everybody else joined the bandwagon and God bless them. Because if they have an idea, I'm stealing it. Mm. If they have one thing that helps a customer that's a good idea, I'm stealing it. Mm. You know, and they steal mine. They stole everything from me. I mean, every, which is good yep. because I want it. The industry is not even saturated. People need this rather than a bank, a lot of people. If it created credit, you wouldn't need to ever walk in a bank ever. Mm. And I'm going to make sure it creates credit. Mm. That's my commitment. Um, who are you endorsing, man, for the, for the presidential campaign? You know, I have a letter that I wrote to Hillary mm-hmm. that includes a lot of Bernie Sanders' ideas and say, why can't you adopt these ideas? You have a close relationship with, with Hillary? Hillary? Yeah. I gave her first fundraiser mm-hmm. when she was becoming a senator. Mm-hmm. She spoke at the, the rally that changed the drug laws. She's been my friend, family mem- family friend, her and, and Bill both, you know, for many, many years. 
I love her. When I was broke my heart to tell her I was not endorsing her. Mm. My wife endorsed her, my ex-wife. Were we together? I don't know. But yeah, Kimora endorsed her. Right. Last, and I endorsed Obama. Of course. You know, so we tried to just split. Was she, was she, was she tight about that? No, because Kimora went on the road for All right. Just like I went on the road for Obama. Right, right. So it's kind of a wash. Yeah. It wasn't really a watch because I really did more work to Kimura. But the point is we tried to just keep a relationship. And, you know, it, it's, it was politics. She didn't say enough about the prison industrial complex. Man, Bernie, Obama said a lot about it and didn't do shit about it until right. just now. I'm going to tell you, though, Bernie's saying all the right things, man. Bernie is saying all you the— You want Bernie to get his ass whipped, though, at the end and we have a fucking Republican? <laughs> I'm a little worried that Bernie's ass might get whipped. <laughs> that, 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 you know? that he's speaking too truth. No, I don't mind him speaking the truth. I, I like Dennis Kucinich, and I like Bernie. Mm. I'm a progressive. Uh, I liked them both, but I felt like neither one could win. Right. If they did win the nomination, it's like if Trump wins the nomination, I told you he might say some things that's scary right. that might even make dumb Democrats like him. Because, and some of those things, progressives can't argue with. Yeah, everybody should pay a fair tax. Equal high-quality education would be great. You know, he, he might say a lot of things that people believe, and, you know, and convince people. And then I guess if he had an advisor on foreign policy, it wouldn't be that terrible. As long as he didn't, you know, his racial stuff, then, you know, he might adapt to what the people want. The people, unfortunately, want some negativity. They, they want that red meat, man. Yeah, so that's horrible. No pun. But the point is, I thought that if he was endorsed, if he, was, if he won, the, then we would be a shoo-in. We could put Bernie up. Right. But I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's we true anymore. I used, to, right I used to think that if he... One, then he could run against Bernie, but Bernie might be progressive enough, and he too might progressive. Say, he might too progressive for American right, taste. Right, yeah, right. possible. Her, Hillary is likely. To, I mean, I'm going to announce, and I'm going to make a big deal of who I endorse, and I want to make sure I really help them get to the White House. And um, right now, I just like listening to Bernie talk, but I love Hillary as my friend. Have you ever had political aspirations? Me? Yeah, nigga. How many drugs I sold and nigga, took? It don't and, matter. Does, does it matter right now? I guess not. With does Trump. it matter right now? Like, beyond beyond what you did in the past, does it matter? Um, I, th- I think you'd be pretty interesting and pretty good, man. I would just, I could, you know, I could do, I mean, if I had the time, I would just add ideas to the debate. We know that the number one cause of the destruction of the black community is the prison industrial complex's chokehold on our lawmakers and the laws that they created that locked up innocent, diseased people and put them back in the hood. We know that. And we know that the tax structure is the way it is. And, it, and the corporate welfare to the meat industry that's poisoning us. And the corporate welfare to, and it goes on and on and on. It's Education all money, system is money and politics. Right. The number one problem facing America that covers everything we call a problem is money in politics. Mm-hmm. That's why we occupy. They try to act, why are they occupy? We're not sure we understand. Nigga, Wall Street controls our government and the people don't. Our democracy is flawed. Everybody knows that. But they don't say it. Mm. Hillary ain't say that yet. She should say it on the podium. You know what? The number one problem facing this country is money controlling our government. She say that. The pharmaceutical industry, you know, this, what are you going to say? There's Bobby Kennedy talking about vaccines. He's a Kennedy. Don't nobody give a fuck. They've shut him out of the media. And uh, in a TV. The talking most, about the danger of vaccines. The danger of the mercury in vaccines, right, right. specifically. He vaccinated his kid, but he said, they always say he's anti-vaccine. I wrote, I, I, I put on Facebook his, 
he he spoke to Farrakhan and they had a march. Right? You yes, know yes, yes. And Farrakhan spoke highly of how Kennedy kept telling them, watch out with the vaccines and young For black, black kids especially, exactly. yeah. Exactly. So that's true. What do you, what do you say on vaccinations? I feel like everybody should be vaccinated and everything that doesn't have mercury. Right. And I feel like it's a real problem with vaccination. You used to have six or five, right? Now you have 60. You know the problem? That you can't sue the vaccine, com- vaccine companies. That's crazy. So if you can't sue them, these niggas could do There's anything. There's no accountability. Right. No accountability. Then they could say, oh, this helps that. And, you know, and the government say, oh, yeah, it does seem like it. And they approve it. And every vaccine that gets approved is a billion dollars for somebody's pocket. Man, I'm so anti. Like, none of my kids are vaccinated. Like, I'm not fucking with that shit. Because, because of fear. Because of fear. Because you, you have Because right I don't know fear. what I'm putting in my precious kids. And your mm-hmm. kids are fine. And my kids are healthy. Never been hospitalized, nothing. I got one in college right now. I, you know, I have a lot of friends wow. who have not vaccinated their children. I'm, I'm, and I get, I get flack, but it's like, yo, at the end of the day, it's my family, and this is the only thing I can control. I can't control the shit. That they're putting in the they, vaccines. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's the mercury is the number one thing that they've proven right. is really, really damaging. You know what I mean? So, I mean, look, I don't need a flu vaccine. I ain't had a flu. I don't get sick, motherfucker. I don't eat animal. <laughs> I don't fucking get sick. Knock on wood. Of course, I need I to get that get Cialis. I need to get that Cialis. That's probably, <laughs> probably the worst thing for my immune system I take. Everything else is like I don't fuck with none of the, you know, I cheat and eat a little fish off your plate. It's full of mercury and poison and whatever, but the vegetables got poison in them too, the way yep. they make them, you know. So, I, But I do the best I can. I eat green. I drink a lot of green. Smoke a little weed? No. Really. You stop weed? I ch- yeah, I stopped weed in 20 years. You, know, you haven't about, had weed in 20 years? No, nah, man. I had puffs of weed, but I don't mind. Really like it. I had weed 20 minutes ago. I get paranoid. <laughs> no, I get paranoid. Man. I don't fuck really? with it. New Year's Eve, I might get twisted. Yeah, get, you go to St. Bars, right? Yeah, I get, get twisted. Get a little something, man. I don't even talk about what I do at the end. Yeah, it's yeah, fucking yeah. illegal. Yeah. Yo, Russell, man, I fucked up this morning, man. For what 20 you? years, I've been waiting for an invitation to go to yoga with you. You gave me that invitation. I go tomorrow. And I, Tomorrow. What time? Every single day. God what time? Said, what time tomorrow? Tomorrow, eight o'clock. Eight Moto in the morning. Yoga. Where? Let's, let's do that. Street Sixth Avenue. All right. Do I just meet you there? You just meet me there. Meet me at ten to eight because at eight, 10 to 8 close the door. I'll be there. Now, and what do I have to prepare for, man? Is it pair pair sock pair pair uh, shorts? If you want to wear a t-shirt, my ass? that's it. I'm gonna sweat like crazy. It's hot yoga. It's yeah. 105 degrees. Now, how much is it, man? It's on. It's on me. Okay, nigga, all y'all can come. It's on me. Cause I always felt, man, that if you went to yoga with Russell, man, and that was like the, the, the that was like the Illuminati knocking on your door on four in the four in the morning. Once once you go to yoga with Russell, you're in the game. I went one time because there was so many chicks there, and I got addicted right after. I never stopped going. Yeah, I'm gonna see you tomorrow morning, man. It's gonna be a lot of chicks there. What, 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 more what, what, guys there now. Don't yeah. be niggas there. Yeah, you don't like that shit, huh? I don't mind, but <laughs> I mean, I don't like position myself behind some niggas. Ah, let me sweat in your I'm face. I'm not homophobic. Yeah, right. No. What else are we talking about, man? We have to stop Islamophobia yes. in its footsteps. Well, it is the most, all, all phobia, it is the most it? dangerous thing facing this country and the most hateful thing. Uh, as much as we hate black people in this country, as much as we hate the American Indian, as much as we hate, you know, and as much as, as there is anti-Semitism that exists, uh, there is nothing worse in this country than Islamophobia. And if we as African-Americans or <laughs> Jews or as wasps and as Americans allow this to happen, it, it, is, it is literally a reflection of what should happen to us. We should protect others and give everybody the same freedoms and opportunities and rights and respect that we demand for ourselves. 
So that's the one thing I want to take out of this. You know, I know the other excerpts because I said dumb shit that's funny and we that's laughed right. about. That's all right. But I, I want to just, do. the thing that carries, you know, I hope is, is that we be compassionate and loving towards each person and that we don't have, and, and also that the media starts to carry the truth about the Islamic community. Uh, it's a beautiful, sweet community that is loving and caring and those who are observant are even more loving and caring just as observant Jews always are more loving and caring and real Christians act, act like real Christians. They're the people who believe the books. And the Quran said, love all men of good books equally. We should take that with us. Very well. On that note, thank you, Russell. My I'm pleasure. Always morning. a pleasure. I'm going to definitely see you tomorrow morning and we, we're going to stretch it Eight out. o'clock, Moto o'clock. Yoga. We should call now because we tell them, that, oh, don't come on, right? So, yeah. But Moto Yoga is where we're Moto going yoga. tomorrow. It's on 10th Street and 6th Avenue. Right. Don't jerk me. I'm going to wait on you. No, I'm not jerking is you. Is that man. where they poked you? <clears throat> no, they poked me in L.A. at, at Hot 8 Yoga. Did you see that? I didn't see it. Oh, and he poked him in the yoga class. It was hilarious. They told me there was this devotional teacher <laughs> teaching, so I had to go. And, it was, <laughs> and then they filmed it, and it was like, whatever. Yeah. But um, it's a pleasure. But and what else did we talk about? We talked about What other stupid crawl, shit did I say? Y'all niggas be dragging the dumbest about shit vegan. out of me. No, we, we, we talked vegan about everything. Being a vegan, vegan because we should protect our, ourselves, yes. our body, and our planet. Wait, 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 wait. Most Sal's. important shit. Most important shit, man. Russell, you've been in the game. You changed the game the whole nine. Top five MCs of all time. Let's end on that shit. But give oh. you, no, 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 wait. What? Did you know what he? It's, he's predictable. He's, his, his, because he comes from. A, I don't know what he's gonna say. No, no, no. Give him a, give him a criteria. No, no, my no, shit changes on a regular basis, top though. Five. Okay, okay, okay. Top okay. Five. It's like every day I go to cryotherapy, like this hot. I mean, it's minus three hundred degrees. Can't you fuck go with in that there. Let's go fuck. do that after. No, I do every day. I go, I go back to, home after. I go I'm to, a family man. No, it's minus three hundred degrees. What? What? If, what time? Are, it takes are we, all the inflammation out of your body. What time are we gonna end? If we, if I go to cryotherapy with you, what time are we gonna end tomorrow? Let me finish at eleven. Eleven? Yeah, that's good. How long you stay? You stay there for two and a half minutes. But I go there. The one I go to in L.A. When I go to L.A., you turn up loud music. And I play back and forth every day. Like, I'm a kid. Like, that's what that's the most boring record because everybody heard it a thousand times. A, a, and I go to a club and they play it back to back. And I'm 90, but I'll be in a club. And I go in that place. 90, man. I go in, but I go in the thing. I always play that record loud. I play that record loud. So How he, long you stay so in I like him. How long you singer, stay in But I like him as a rap nigga. I hate the cold. How long you stay you in You stay, the most you can stay in is three minutes. Three so minutes? Minute How cold to, is that shit? If it's it's minus two hundred and fifty to minus three. Minus, damn. I might as well not do that shit. <laughs> no, no, it's really good. It takes away the inflammation. So we, we're it's done really at eleven tomorrow. You. Hold on. Uh, yeah, yeah eleven. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. But um, it's my pleasure. Thank you guys Thank for you. having Always, me man. on your show. Thank you. Thank you. Again, top, uh, top five. Again, you didn't give us la- the top last five. Last question. Last thing I want to say. I know I'm going back to the same shit. Gotta remind you, Rush Card is free, or there are no fees associated with Rush Card all the way until March. Try one out for yourself. It's working perfectly. It's Christmas You'll time. Like Get a it. rush card for your family and right. loved ones. You give a Christmas. rush card to your kid in college, and you can watch the money they spend. You can manage it. You can transfer money to them for nothing, for 90 cents. There's a lot of good qualities that you can use it for. You get your money two days early. It's a real valuable asset to some people. Secondly, we talked about, talked about my vegan book. Mm-hmm. And really, I want to start promoting it in January. Happy vegan. Because I couldn't promote it before. And I think January is a good time to turn over a new lease. Buy it in January. That way I can be part of the whole process and make no, it buy, the best No, buy, buy it right now for the holidays. Yeah, but the problem... End the year on the right note. People end the year eating bullshit, so they start the new leaf in January. Yeah, but get get it under the tree now, so when you open that Do shit up first, man... That's, that's all good. Open that shit up, There's, man. What they that did is they wanted tofu. to wait until January to promote it so it could be a bestseller. 
Because all my books have all been right, let's bestsellers. Promote, let's promote that shit in January, man. All right, we'll come back and yeah, talk about yeah, it. Yeah. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm and talk try. detail because people are surprised. They want to learn how to do it cheap. Right. My man knows, and she said yes. fresh to direct, and he knows that there's always a way, and it's not as expensive as people think. That People always say it's expensive. It ain't expensive. There's lots of ways around eating poison in this country and today. Shout, shout, out to, shout out to Trump. You, you mentioned Trump. That's what we talked about. We talked about, about Trump. Yeah. I don't really, I, I'm not here to badger Trump. No, I'm we, here to badger Fear and, and bigotry and, and, and fear and, yeah, and negativity. Go. And I think that, you know, he's playing to those cheap seats and he can do better. And, I mean, I'm still going to campaign against him no matter what. And um, I think Hillary Clinton is probably going to be our next president. And I think we got to protect her because they're going to be going after her. And I think Bernie Sanders' ideas need to be inserted into her campaign. Mm, yes. And then when that happens more, then I want to endorse her and go to work. We all got to go to work because yep. we all want the country to be better and serve all communities better, and I think right now. Yeah, activate us, man, when it, when it happens, man. Yeah, we go, I'm going to work. I'm not going to sleep. Top that. five, man. Top five. Well, because I listen to Drake every day, I like him right now. The nice. singing rap nigga. He's I'm a not, singer. I'm not, I'm, not at, I'm not mad at he's up, Drake. He's up, he's up there. He's up there. I think he said a lot of slick shit in that video. Yeah. So yeah. many slick shit. Public yeah. Enemy. I listen to that a lot in, when I'm in the cryotherapy Public as well. Enemy. Cryotherapy. Chuck D is a bad motherfucker. He said, I vote a dope evil with righteous bobbing and weaving. <laughs> and let the good get even. That nigga said to fly. So him, he's dope. Yo, you still get happy off the lines he said. Come from on, back man. back then when he was on your label. Those shits was That's dope. beautiful, man. Yeah, he says great shit. Um, I, most of my shit is really old, I think. The thing runs that now that I wax the crowd, I'm feeling proud and loud. I should have screamed on a sucker, but I stepped and bowed. Back to track. Remember that? Yep. Run, I still like my brother. He's of course, DMC of course. says devastating mic controller, the word wizard, and the chief rock roller. Melly Mel said, People in the place to base in your face. People in the place to base in your face, you're about to see first place in the rap race. Sounds you hear so good to your ear, have no fear. Grandmaster Flash is here, mm. introducing the disco dream on the mean machine. Darth Vader on the slide. Vader, no one cuts straight or graded. New York's number one. Yo, Russell is smiling. And, he, and no one, you know, you know what I mean? The nigga said, no one cuts straight or graded. New York's number one cut creator. And I am Melly Mel on the top of the world, trading to the depths of hell. No man rocks over. He's dope. One more. One more slot. And the greatest rapper of all time who made it all ha happen is DJ Hollywood. Mm. Hollywood said, you know, he was, he was great. You watch him perform right now, niggas all put the mic down. It'll mm. smoke. They won't pick it up. Fuck with it. Hollywood, eat them up live, all of them. Yo, that's a dope list. You know why it's a dope list? Because it skews so old school, and he threw Drake in. I had to throw Drake in because I've listened to him lately a yeah, lot. Yeah. He's, he's blowing my brains out yeah, right yeah, now. Your yeah. body by. Your body singing by. Nigga. Singing, singing nigga. nigga. Beautiful. Yo, Russell, man, thank you, man. Thank you. It's my thank pleasure. You. Uh, King. Yo. Thank you. I want to ask you. Do you, you, you coming to yoga tomorrow? I'm you thinking about You want to freeze your nuts off? Man? I want to ask before you, just to go back on the Hillary. Yeah. Do you, do you guys predict a Hillary Bernie ticket? I don't know, man. At some no, point? No, I don't know. No. I don't know. I don't know. Let's wrap this up, man. Yeah. Internet, so you Yo, know what good. it is. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up, and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blah. Numenati! Yeah, y'all, what's the dilly? You know what I mean? It's your boy A-King. You know what I mean? Season's greetings. Happy Kwanzaa. Rosh Hashanah. And all that, you know? This weekly drop... It's featuring the big homie Bumpy Knuckles and the big homie Wayne Ski. You know, this joint is called This Goes Out to You. You know how we keep it, man. New York City shit. Boom, bat. You know what I mean? Hip-hop shit, though. Combat Jack Show. Hashtag The Weekly Drop. Let's get it. This is what we do. All day long. Let's rock. Yo. 
it's the OG Occupy Boss call when I put my whole team on your lawn Yes, y'all, I got verses for hot shit that bounce like this For my niggas pocket big, blow an ounce of piss Puff, whoever thought the game would ever be so flipped up From fight to power to everybody ripped up Plus you wanna rhyme about it, and you got less skill So when a nigga get at you, you get ripped up Rhinestones chipped up, you really a high goon Signed to a nigga that's restoring your iTunes I'm hip-hop's best kept secret, best yet Peep it, people, we need to reset Word up, the real MCs are hard to find This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Mena Executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow Engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.